0: go to empoweredwisdomshow.com. For now, please enjoy today's show and don't forget to subscribe for daily inspiration from our very special guests. Hello, and welcome to the Empowered Wisdom Show. This is your host, Molly McCartney. And today we are talking about the power of play. I'm talking to Amy Nielsen. She's the founder of Planning Playtime and the host of Raising Healthy Kids Brains podcast. And um, she has a very unique story about kind of growing through her life as a spiritual intuitive child, um, and then also being called to help parents and families and teachers to bring the power of play back into children's development. So not only helping them learn academics, but also just tapping into that power in general. And I would imagine, and I'm, I'm going to learn about a lot about her on this show as well as uh, as much as you are, but I would imagine that really uh, sets these kids up to be playful adults, to, to have access to play and imagination and their, their spiritual world, their inner world, uh, much better than how we've been conditioned for generations.
1: So I'm excited to talk to you today, Amy, how are you? I'm so great. And thank you so much for having me on the show. I'm happy to be here. You're very welcome. So why don't you share what you do
0: as the founder? Well, just in your company planning Playtime, and uh, we can talk a little bit about your podcast as well, if you'd like.
1: Absolutely. So, um, I used to work in a school and was, was teaching children to read and had, Um, a little boy just in tears and sobbing and looking at me and saying, I thought you were my friend
0: (laughs) because I was trying to
1: get him to, to read (laughs) like one page. (laughs) I know, I know. And I just got these big tears in his eyes. And, um, and I just, I just went home devastated as you know, an 18 year old college student wondering what we were doing wrong and how we had taken something that I love so much reading. I'm obsessed with reading book order here. And, and how could we take something that's so wonderful and so beautiful and make it so painful for, for children to the point where it's (laughs) ruining their friendships? I don't know. So I, (laughs) I, I've kind of just been on the mission for the last 20 ish years around, um, finding ways to, to really bring play and joy back into learning, uh, for my own children, for the children I was working with. And then it kind of evolved into this incredible business where I get to now help children all over the world. And so we do a lot of play-based curriculum for people that are wanting to preschool with their kids at home, trying to get them ready for school. And then we also have an incredible play-based reading program where we bring all the power of phonics in, but then also combine that with play and make it really fun and, and help children harness the power of of reading. And so that's kind of what we do for our work. And then the podcast is just kind of an add on to that, um, where we get to talk to neuroscientists and, um, child psychologists and brain therapists, and just talk about what's going on in kids brains as they're growing and doing all their amazing things and, and what we can do to help support that. And, and one of my goals, my secret sneaky goal that I'll tell you about, um, is that <laughs> so much of what we do to support children's brain development is learning about our own brains. And so what we're trying to do is maybe just as we're sharing with you, what's going on in your child's brain, help you kind of notice some things about your own. And so you can kind of do some work there and then be able to help children co-regulate and and all this stuff as they're, as they're developing.
0: I love that. I love that. Um, it's almost, um, it reminds me of, you know, anytime you're getting any kind of caretaking coaching or even, even with your pets, you know, you could be learning about, you know, their energy, and then also teaches you something about your energy. So learning about your children, especially that mirrors right there, they're already kind of like your inner child outside of your body. And like, okay, how does this also apply to me? So can you share some, like, uh, I don't know, one example or some interesting ways that uh, parents or teachers have had aha moments and kind of awaken to something they didn't think about before?
1: Yeah, I think, I think what is so interesting to me and there's, and there's just these really cool details and specific examples that'll come up, but I think what I keep seeing over and over and over again, whether it be, you know, we had last week, um, one of the top preschool music artists in the world come on. She's just this incredible, fabulous human being and just talks about how music is so powerful in breaking down boundaries and helping us, um, connect with other people around us and feel like we're one, you know, and doing the same thing together. Anyway, it was just so interesting. All these different interviews that I do across these different disciplines, um, we just keep coming back to connection, human connection and how we can um how we start with ourselves and then it kind of works its way out. So that's just one of been one of those things I find really interesting. And as a person who works with children on a regular basis, checking myself and finding where I'm at and then kind of doing whatever work I need to do there and then I'm just in such a better place to be able to support the people around me, and sometimes that means maybe I need to go play. Sometimes that means maybe I need to have some time to myself, or maybe I need to do some work, or whatever it means, right? And I do that, and and kind of fix my energy first, and then I can bring that to who I'm working with, and it just impacts everyone around me, and it kind of just spreads and does the whole little ripple effect, and it's it's incredible, and I see that so often. Yeah, yeah, I hear you, yeah. and it is, you know, what you're talking about is a level of spiritual awareness or just
0: present moment awareness, and and being there. Consciously and and really noticing what's going on with yourself and others and how your um, how your actions and words are affecting others as well. So I, I really like that. It's kind of like speaking that kind of woo woo language in, in a more um, social or you know neuroscience kind of way. And yes, I, I really appreciate that. That's really great. So you you know you did mention that you were uh, spiritual and intuitive as a child and it was very helpful for you in a lot of ways how has that kind of helped you tune into your calling all along or have you been called to work with children that felt left behind because they were so sensitive or um can you share how that's gone kind of gone into your journey
1: yeah i think i was taught i was raised um in, in a very spiritual based home. And so I was kind of always taught to notice that and to, to celebrate that part of myself and to pay attention to it and, um, and to listen to it. And so I, I, I've always tried to pay attention to what I felt called to do and where I felt called to go and, and be open to that. I think it's interesting as you go through life and and end up different places than you maybe initially planned for yourself. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And, and this was certainly, um, this business was certainly part of that. I had, um, been a stay at home mom for a really long time and that had been what I'd always wanted to do and felt called to do. And then I was told at some point that I couldn't be a stay at home mom anymore. And so I was trying to figure out a way to be able to help, um, support my spouse at the time and provide income for the family and still be able to do what I felt like my my number one calling was, which was to be caring for my five children that I had. And they were very young and needed a lot of care and I wanted to be there. And so um so I kind of started this business um as a combination of trying to find a solution to that. I started getting up at five in the morning and staying up till midnight, you know, trying to build something so I could help support, but also be home, um, and taking care of my kids. And then also just, um, working with children and feeling, seeing pain, um, that they were experiencing in, in not being able to, to meet expectations of schools or, or, um, feeling like they weren't smart or, you know, and just, and just sensing, um, a lot of frustration, a lot of pain, a lot of, um yeah, I, I just, I, I felt like there was something I could do there and wanting to fix it and, and, and working kind of with my own kids and feeling like I had strength there. And then I just kind of felt like I just, the universe kind of brought me the opportunity where I met the right people and had them say the right things and was in the right space at the right time to kind of to bring out what I could do. And, (laughs) and it just kind of went from there. And I think Um, part of it was my willingness to work. And I think part of it was my, um, being aware of what I felt like my calling was and the opportunity available and, and then my passion for, for this, um, for this topic and for this uh, mission to, to help educate children and empower them to go out and learn and be able to, to do life and feel, feel their own power in that.
0: And with more ease, I mean, you know, something I teach in intuitive development is we have to keep an eye on our intellect that judges us all the time or judges everything Mm -hmm. else in in the world. And it's that's its job, you know, where it's it's looking for parameters, it's looking to understand its its environment. But with that, we when we start to learn something, and this, as adults, you know, learning a new skill or a new hobby or, you know, um, athletes go through this, artists go through this, so many people that are learning a skill, we get so hard on ourselves. Well, it's not easy the first time, so we must be terrible at this, or we're just terrible yes. human beings because we can't do what the guy next door does or the girl next door does. Um, so, uh, you know, bringing that play into it, I know for me, um, you know, I like to skydive, and that's something that, you know, as this, you know, I'm much more woo than I am, like, athlete. So going into that, it's, it's like, yeah, this isn't my, uh, you know, kind of normal genius space, but I want to do it. And therefore, if I look at it as playful, if I'm safe, and even if I fall down sometimes, or I don't do something right, it's just still a good day. It doesn't have to be like, oh gosh, I should quit this because I'm just not perfect at it. Um, so I think with you know anybody listening out there, that's a good kind of takeaway for that bringing the power of play into your adult life. But also, if your kids are struggling, hey, you know that's something that they may need to to, to bring in as well. So, uh, so Amy, you mentioned um, that it's interesting that you only had kind of a like. Correct me if I'm wrong, but like a formal or traditional kindergarten education. Beyond that, was it might homeschooled or something like that? Um, and now you're teaching teachers, and there's sometimes that kind of brings up some interesting feelings for you. Can you share <laughs> you know about that because it sounds very intuitive what you do. If it's not, you know, kind of like uh, I've got this training manual that someone else taught me and now I'm teaching it to others, so you've really developed this as a as an art for yourself and in, in something intuitive.
1: Yeah, it's so interesting. Um I travel around the country sometimes and I'm sitting in rooms, you know, having dinner with all of these amazing women or, you know, just people in general with, you know, multiple master's degrees and whatever in education. Right. And, and of course, because of my position in my company and what we do, they reach over to me and they say, so where did you get your education and what are your degrees in education and all these things? And I just have to giggle a little bit because the only grade of like standard education I finished in public school was kindergarten. And, um, and then my family moved all over the country my dad was a very spiritual person and he would just feel called to move and he would say all right we're moving in two weeks and don't tell anyone and we're moving across the country and i'd be in a new state and um and so sometimes i was in school for a couple months and sometimes i was just at home and um and i i didn't really have a lot of guidance in my education i was i i kind of had books and i i taught myself and so this was what my education looked like for a long time until i was 15 and and just didn't have any any, I didn't know how to teach myself. I was just trying. So I, I went and bought like a used algebra book at the used bookstore. And I was borrowing history books from my you know, uncle that was a civil engineer and just whatever I could do to try to teach myself and, and ended up using college textbooks. And, and so my mom said, well, why don't you just go to college? And I'm 15 at the time. Right. And so I applied and got into college and Wow. And they let me in, which is kind of astounding, but they did. <laughs> so <laughs> That's awesome. So I don't I don't have a high school diploma. I don't have a GED or anything. I just went to college really early and and ended up getting an accounting degree, so completely unrelated to education. Um and so it is weird. It is weird to be in this space where I'm in a place of of maybe some authority trying to to teach people how to teach. Um and and bring play back into the classroom. And because I'm not I'm not you know on paper qualified right i don't have the right degrees and the right education and the right classes and all of that and yet my entire life was about learning to be a teacher because i had to be my own teacher mm-hmm. and and i had to learn how to make it fun for myself and motivate myself. And, and then I've done that with children all along as well. I come from a really large family. There's 12 kids in my family. It's crazy, <laughs> but I got to, I got to teach there and I got to teach music in a private high school and I got to work with kids in an elementary school and I've just kind of worked with kids all along. And so it, it was very much a natural development of my, my theory around teaching. And, and certainly now I've read a lot more books and had a lot more, um, exposure to some of the, the more, um, researched ideas and, and, and things that you might find in some of the classrooms, but, but so much of what I have, I developed on my own. And I think that's what makes me set apart, you know, and I have videos online that have reached, you know, 30 million people or 50 million people or whatever. And you think, how did this happen? Mm -hmm. And I think it is because my approach is different. And, um, and it comes from what I kind of intuitively, felt like made sense. Yeah. And then it's kind of fun now, as I'm learning more about the science around it, how the science backs up what felt right to me all along. And so it's kind of neat to kind of get to get some of that side now too, and see how they all work together really well.
0: Yeah, that is, that is a really great point because, and and it's very validating for me to hear, because I, I definitely backed like 15, 20 years ago, felt this um, inspired kind of vision that intuition was going to step into the public eye like more the mainstream to help shift some things around and what you're talking about is is exactly that that you were your own student and your own teacher um, for for your lifetime and that purpose that you got from that was to bring what you learned from that into the mainstream and what a, what a beautiful thing to do especially um, when it comes to how we teach kids and how we raise kids and and showing just knowing human beings and what we need where you know you're working um kind of at the root so the next generations maybe have a little bit of of more benefit to to teaching their kids that so I think that's amazing so um I was going to ask you what called you to this work but I think you just answered it (laughs) so you know with with your success I mean you're growing a multi-million dollar company while making this big impact for kids and families Um, you mentioned you know following your intuition, saying yes to your calling, that has been, you know, a huge success for you. And yet all of us that are following our calling tend to have our challenges that we face, um, whether it be in our personal lives or, you know, imposter syndrome and just the struggles of growing to that next level. And so you did mention that, you know, recently, some things have changed at home for you. So a recent divorce, having to learn better boundaries and, and making that adjustment. Can you share a little bit about what that's been like for you in the last few months?
1: Yeah. It's been a a huge challenge. And I think challenges come in different forms. Sometimes challenges are growth in your business and sometimes it's challenges in family. I, over the last three years, I lost um, both of my parents, which was kind of unexpected. And then, um, and then this divorce, which is another huge uh, loss, right. In a way. And, and even if it's a good thing, right. Ultimately it's, it's a, it's a big change and um, lots of that. So it has been really hard. It's been hard to figure out um, kind of how to try to put boundaries maybe around what's going on with all of those hard things and dealing, allowing space for the emotion that comes with all of that and, and being able to process all of that. And then still try to kind of have clear space to continue to be able to listen for for, you know, your ongoing purpose and mission and guidance and, and still try to be creative and intuitive and, and all those things. Cause sometimes I think all of the heavy stuff just kind of fills your brain and feels so overwhelming that it's hard to leave space to continue to grow and, and be open. So that has been something I've been really working on is learning about, um, I just, I guess I use the word flow a lot and just allowing Um, emotions and different things to just kind of come in and not trying to block them or stop them from happening, but allow them to just come in and then just move through me and go back out again and, and not try to hold them onto them and not try to block them and just let it flow. And so I feel like Um, becoming a a really good processor of emotion, as opposed to someone who doesn't have it (laughs) and just letting it go. And then, and then I feel like it leaves again, space to try to continue to be ready to pivot and grow in your business as challenges come up there. And um, so that's kind of something I feel like I've been working on a lot.
0: Yeah, that makes sense. And you know, I love what you mentioned about flow, because that's that's really what it's all about with our emotions. It's energy in motion. So as we respond to our environment and things happening in the heart space, if we don't, I mean, a lot of us do know what happens when we don't let them flow. I mean, illness and mental issues and, you know, not being able to sleep. And there's just so many things that can come up. Um, and so learning that is the best thing you can absolutely the best thing you can do with that right now. So I'd love to pull a few cards for you to to kind of give you some inspiration with that challenge if that be all right with you.
1: Absolutely.
0: Okay, great. So definitely there is a sense of um, um, not I wouldn't say limited freedom but but um, kind of a I feel like you're turning the volume down on like how far you could go now. In terms of being on your own, it's th- th- those questions. It's like my foundation has ruptured. You know, things are really shifting. Who am I now? And so the freedom that you may have felt, um, even inside the marriage with the family, the way that it was, is now kind of turned upside down. And it's best for you to take time to to not only grieve and to work through those emotions as you're doing, but to start allowing those visions to show up. That it's never too soon for those new visions, like now I can, you know, do this and that, you know, and I feel for you, it's not only for your business, but your personal life, some things that you've been wanting to do that you've held back on doing. um, And and go ahead and plan those trips, plan, you know, do do those things that maybe you put to the side in the marriage. Do you know what I'm talking about?
1: Yeah, I, I, yes, I think there's so much opportunity right now. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
0: And it's just about uh, saying, all right, I can I don't, there's not a certain time limit, because this happens with grief as well. And it really depends on, um, you know, if someone and you did lose uh, parents as well, you mentioned, so, you know, people going through grief, sometimes they're like, you know, you start to feel better, because the acceptance piece comes faster, maybe than somebody else. And there's almost a thriver's guilt or a guilt about that. And I feel for you, the message is do it do what is appropriate for you and then move on and don't worry about, about what anybody else thinks or says about it um, because you've come out of a time of retrieving pieces of yourself that you lost along the way. Um, and that is is quite beautiful even again if it's misunderstood if anyone's like, oh what what in the world's going on? It's like, well, this was a soul like reclaiming process. So um, the biggest challenge is just knowing that the temporary setbacks um, with time they're gonna, come to fruition, things are going to be just fine. And reconnecting with your higher power during this time is going to be a very powerful part of your healing and transformation. So I don't know if you lost connection or your spirituality was on the back burner, but the more that you connect with that, the more you're going to feel like you have, like you're never alone and you always have that support. Um, And at the end of the day here, you're going, I mean, you're already a very spiritual person, but I do see some some like monk level (laughs) acceptance of uncertainty, like living and with presence. Uh, I'm thinking, you know, the Eckhart Tolle teachings of like being fully present, power of now, and transforming into that kind of person that's just with that all the time. And even teaching that in the the playtime planning that you're that you're doing so does that does that resonate with you at all
1: it does so much actually that was ridiculously awesome so thank you for sharing that with me
0: oh you're very welcome it's it's a joy i just love to just give you a little bit of something to help along the way so thanks for letting me share that i appreciate it
1: yeah thank you (laughs)
0: You're welcome. So it's been a great talk today. Uh, really appreciate you being here. Where can people find you if they want to learn more about what you do?
1: Absolutely. So um, our podcast is the Raising Healthy Kid Brains podcast, and we'd love to have you over there. Um, and then also I'm at planningplaytime.com and we have links to all of our programs there. You can find us on social media with Planning Playtime, and that's just the best way to come connect with me and come join our amazing community. Awesome. Awesome. All right. Go check her out, guys. And thanks again, Amy, for being here.
0: Absolutely. Thank you. You're welcome. Thanks, guys, for listening. We'll catch you next time. Hey there. I hope you enjoyed today's show. If you'd like to hear more from our wise and wonderful guests, make sure you subscribe for daily interview content. And here's three ways I can help empower your wisdom for free. Number one, grab your copy of my Empower Your Life workbook. It will help you honor your inner voice, make way for new visions, and live with intention. Go to empoweredwisdomshow.com forward slash workbook to get your copy today. Two, if you're a woman with a well-established business or career and your intuition is nudging you to go in a more spiritual direction, we wanna interview you on this show. Head to empoweredwisdomshow.com. Three, listen and subscribe to our sister podcast, The Empowered Wisdom Hour for free teachings, guided meditation and channeled wisdom to help you thrive. You can listen on Apple, Spotify and most major podcast platforms. At Empowered Wisdom Coaching, we help intuitive, spiritual, and high-achieving women who feel disempowered by self-doubt and relationship patterns realize their power and go for what they want without holding back. If you're ready to release doubt, fear, and disempowering relationships so you can follow your calling and your bliss the intuitive way, book a call to see how I can help. Go to MollyMcCartney.com forward slash chat.